0: Good afternoon Packers fans Aaron Negler here with your Packers daily chat coming to you live on the Cheesehead TV social channels it's Monday I'm in Indianapolis on spotty hotel Wi-Fi hopefully that'll fix tomorrow when I move to the convention center but today might be a little choppy here while I'm live so I apologize for that but nothing can be done uh hope you're all taking care of yourself on what's a really rainy day here in Indy uh And what's crazy is it's going to get nice and warm here this week, and then it's going to snow on Friday. Got to love the Midwest. Um, Packers are uh, in town. They arrived this afternoon. The contingent of personnel people, Sands coaching staff, as we talked about last week, Matt and his crew are not coming to Indianapolis this year for the first time. Um, Again, I think that's not that big a deal. In fact, I don't think it's a big deal at all. Uh, I think there's time as a staff can be much better spent back at 1265 Lombardi working on various schematic issues that of course, there were plenty throughout the season. Um, This combine clearly will be, I will say, you know, there'll be a little Packers news. We'll start to get quotes from Brian Gutekunst early tomorrow morning. I believe he's meeting with the local media at nine and then takes the podium uh, at the convention center at 10 a.m. So you'll start to hear questions and answers regarding the Packers and potential free agents. Obviously Aaron Rodgers will be talked about, um, But you guys know, there's very rarely any huge news made out of these appearances, but it is good to hear from a decision-maker, and uh, I'm interested to hear what Brian will say. As for the Combine itself, that's what I really wanted to talk about here to start off, uh, because it seems every year we get some kind of back-and-forth online, uh, usually on Twitter, because that's where the back-and-forths happen, about the value of the Combine and what it's good for and what it's not and what it's been blown up into, and... It has been blown up. There's no doubt about it. Uh, But essentially, at its root, at its core, it still serves its original purpose, right? It's a centralized location where all 32 teams can come and get the medical information for all these major prospects and meet all of them. They get interviews with each one, 15 minutes, etc. But essentially, this is an information gathering session, you know, and I've seen so many people dismiss the underwear Olympics, as it were. And look, I get it. The NFL has done everything it can to turn this into an event, a tentpole event in the middle of the offseason. And it has become big business as far as the television viewing public, right? Both college football fans and NFL fans are all in on the NFL draft. You guys know the draft industrial complex drives so much interest in not only this event, but the draft in general and these college prospects making their turn into NFL pros. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm not here to chastise the NFL for doing that, right? But if anyone was paying attention during the Super Bowl, uh, you'll have seen the headlines created by DeMori Smith, the NFLPA president, about wanting, from the NFLPA's point of view, to get rid of the NFL Combine. Um, his stance during that week was about the fact that the players, you know, the timing of it being at the end of a semester, school year, blah, blah, blah. And the fact that all these guys have to waive their medical rights and spend all this time in an MRI machine or meeting with 32 different doctors and essentially the process being trying to devalue each and every guy, you know, every, every tick, every problem, every, every issue that they can possibly come up with medically will take away value in the eyes of teams. and hurt their earning potential. and This is the NFLPA talking, which I understand. That's their job, right? They're supposed to look out for these young men. I would suspect, though, that if the NFLPA was more involved in getting a bigger piece of the pie when it comes to the media rights of said event, I think some of those complaints would probably dissipate. I'm not saying that they're not legit and I'm not saying that they're not um, born from an actual kind of feeling of um, serving their clients, serving their uh, membership or soon-to-be membership. But make no mistake, the NFL has turned this into this mini event that has only gotten bigger. They have the NFL experience set up here. I just walked by it today where you can run the 40 and you can do all these things just like the pros. And that is only going to continue. And that is only going to get bigger. And don't forget, they almost moved it this year. Indianapolis got the event for this year and next year uh, kind of as almost an add-on. But this event eventually will move, much like the draft. You know, L.A. is calling. Uh, All various other cities will get it and it will be televised and it will be part of the NFL's media arm, so to speak. I don't see that changing. And I know I understand um, the kind of ridiculousness of it all, right? But essentially, at its core, it is filling out, it is an ability, it's an opportunity for all 32 teams to basically fill out a spreadsheet on each guy, his bench press his 40 time, his three cone drill, all of that information for every single prospect is valuable, especially when you're comparing and contrasting guys in the past, guys on your team, things like that. All of that is valuable. It doesn't mean it's more valuable or important or what have you, other than, you know, the fact that it's information that you basically data entry into your uh, file for each player, but that it is important. You know, so the combine, as most things can be online, especially on Twitter, is neither this horrific thing that needs to go away, or um, this completely like useless thing that uh, that has been uh, kind of bastardized for television. Which I get; it's the NFL. You know, it's only going to get bigger and it's only going to grow. I understand that's a part of the aspect, right? Um, I just hope people can kind of take a measured approach. And I know I'm asking a lot online when talking about the NFL combine because the other thing that the NFL combine serves is you know basically it is you know a, a networking event for everybody in the NFL i mean everybody's here whether it's personnel people uh, agents marketing people financial people uh, clearly you know the, everybody from uh, different walks of the NFL life strength and conditioning coaches everybody's here and it's just a perfect opportunity where you're all kind of in a five block radius for a week is never a better opportunity to meet and greet and get to know people and find out what's going on around the league. Um, that is a major aspect of it that really doesn't get talked about a whole lot, but is very important. So just wanted to go over a little bit of that you're at the start. Hope you're all doing well. Again, sorry, I know this is skipping a little bit. And I just can't help it. I'm on crap tastic hotel Wi-Fi, but thanks for sticking with me. Ryan starting us off with a super chat. Thanks, buddy. Wow. The Packers are in cap hell with quarterback one, no matter what they do. I watched the Pack a Day podcast about it. Personally, it's time to move on. I mean, personally, Ryan, I've said, you know, for a while now, since last year, that it was time to move on, but I get that the Packers weren't ready yet. Um, and yes, that contract that they've tied themselves to with Rogers is certainly problematic. There's no doubt about it, uh, but nothing's official yet, but it's going to be tough regardless of whether Rodgers comes back or he gets traded. Uh, They've got some hoops to jump through. There's zero doubt about it. And um, it is unfortunate that they didn't make the move last year. I'm hoping they make the move this year. But again, as I said on Friday, if the end game is having another year of a four-time MVP, it's not the worst thing in the world. And I'm not going to be upset about it. And I know there are plenty of Packers fans who will be. God knows I heard from them. But uh, yeah, I just don't think it's, uh, you know, the price of trying to get that second Super Bowl with 12 was where they're at now as far as their cap situation. And they just didn't clinch the deal, especially in 2020. And they'll definitely look back at that with regret, much like they look back at 2014. And uh, now it's a question of how they maneuver to whatever's next, whether that's Jordan Love or somebody else. What else we got? We got Vex. What's up, man? If fit personality is a huge factor, why are coaching staffs not attending? Um, Because it's not the huge factor that you're making it out to be. I mean, yes, you want to know if a guy knows X's and O's. Yes, you want to know what a guy's temperament is. Sure, all of that. But you can get a pretty damn good sense of that, uh, the personnel guy, personnel people can do. Um, And, you know, regardless of what a coach's input is uh, oftentimes that's all it is, is input of, Oh, I like this guy or didn't like that guy, or I thought this guy was smart or sharp or whatever, but ultimately it's the personnel people who are putting together the board and making the decisions. Um, And again, that's their, their input here in Indy is not that, not that great or was not that great. Now it's nil, but uh, yeah, no, is, is it, you know, is it nice to have a guy on your, on your team that you fit well with and you know you, you, you had a great time meeting in Indy for 15 minutes? Sure, but it's not make or break in any way, shape, or form. And at the end of the day, if the personnel people think this guy's a good player and a good fit for our culture and our organization, the Packers coaching staff's job is to make that work. You know, that, that the personnel people handle the personnel. The coaching staff handle the coaching. And that's why I think, you know, you're saying a huge factor. I just don't think it's a huge factor. Not for the coaching staff. I mean, yes, again, you want to get along with a guy or be able to work with a guy. Get that. But ultimately, your job is to get him to perform, not sing kumbaya. Uh, what else we got? Uh, Luke, thanks for the Super Chat. Random, but I was thinking about Kevin King and realized he's not on a roster. Any way, why, any idea why? He's got to be better than a lot of players out there. Possibly money. I think, you know, he signed for a pretty hefty chunk of change two years ago when he came back to the Packers, and everybody was surprised by that. Maybe he's used to that level and just doesn't want to sign anywhere else for less than that. That would be my guess, anyway. Um, because you're right. He's definitely better than some guys on rosters, but... Um, I suspect he's not. He doesn't want to go below a certain level. Um, and look, you know, God bless him. He he yeah, he made a lot of money in the NFL and played a lot of games. And if he doesn't need to play anymore, he doesn't need to play anymore. Um, but that's again, that's just guesswork on my part. But that would be uh, my estimation there. Uh, John, thank you for the super chat. For years, the prospect of playing with Aaron Rodgers has enticed players to come to Green Bay. Does that uncertainty at quarterback hurt Green Bay and free agency moving forward? That's a good question, John. I think some of that's overstated. I know Aaron kind of mentioned that in his uh, return a couple summers ago about guys are coming here to play with me, but has that ever really been that true outside of like Jimmy Graham? I mean, essentially, you know, Charles Woodson signed because that was the one place that was really offering him any real estate kind of money. You know, Julius Peppers signed because the packers pounced on him right away after he got um after he got let go although Julius did name check Aaron so there's there's some validity there but there's been a lot of dudes who have had the opportunity and have talked to the packers and haven't ended up signing with green bay you know despite the allure of playing with Aaron Rodgers so i think there's some of that right i'm not completely dismissing it but i don't think it's been this driving force ultimately it's money man Ultimately, if you got the green, they will show up. They will come and play in Green Bay if you're going to pay them. Uh, Now, that said, if a guy's got an opportunity in a number of different places, would Aaron Rodgers help put it over the top? You bet. Absolutely. The financials are similar. No question about it. Uh, Especially if you're asking a guy to move to Green Bay, Wisconsin, and maybe he's not down with the cold or the winter or whatever. Sure, yeah. Um, But it's down to each guy individually, right? Uh, Ultimately, It will probably take the Packers a little bit to to have an allure like that again. No doubt about it. I'm not just talking about Aaron Rodgers, but they need to start winning. I mean, this losing season coming off of a down year for Rodgers. You know, I'm not saying they won't be able to sign any free agents. They most certainly will. But uh, yeah, you know, winning attracts people more than anything else. Winning and money. And uh, the Packers got plenty of the money. They just got to start winning again. Vex, thanks again, bud. Measured approach. We're here so you can tell us all about the Packers' future Hall of (laughs) Famers. They're coming. They're coming. I can't wait to watch them jump and run and do everything this week. Really excited. Joe, thanks for the super chat. What will you ask Goot tomorrow? You'll just have to wait and find out, won't you? I was actually going through what I wanted to ask him this afternoon but uh, I'm not tipping my hand yet. See, here's the problem. Is I know everyone on the be- beat is a Packers Daily Watcher, and if I tell you what I'm going to ask, they're all going to steal my questions. I'm totally kidding. Uh, Jared, thanks for the Super Chat. Sup, Nags? What's your favorite non-Super Bowl Rodgers-led season? Oh, that's a great question. I, 2009 was dope, man. People kind of forget about it for whatever reason, but that was a fun ride. And it sucked that it ended in Arizona the way it did, but you know, Finley and Jennings and the offense. Oh, that was, that was a fun team, man. And, 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 um Charles Woodson was incredible that year. So yeah, 2009 doesn't get talked about a lot because I think it's, so it's horrible as a Packers fan, but it's like the crushing disappointments of 2014, 2020, even 2021, like that all kind of like pushes 2009 into the, in a rearview mirror, but that was still a tough loss there in Arizona, but a great season. Tons of fun. Craig, thanks for the Super Chat. As an owner, why hasn't Goody called me for my opinion? I mean, I have plenty of opinions. Thanks for all you do nags, Craig. Uh, when I see him tomorrow, I'll make sure he gives you a call. I appreciate the support. Thank you, sir. <laughs> Mike, I had a lengthy talk with Goody today. Gave him a few suggestions to mull over. Seemed like a nice guy. Definitely is. Uh, next, please tell us about this year, about how Goot just loves the RAS. Oh, that's a, I'm glad you brought up uh, RAS because, look, it, it, I doubt heavily, and I don't think we've ever gotten confirmation on this, but I don't think the Packers use RAS. But RAS um, does a good job of approximating the types of things the Packers are looking at and um, certainly value when it comes to athleticism. Um, I think there there's little doubt that goody. Has shown that he'll go a little bit outside um, whatever parameters the Packers have drawn up internally, and has adjusted them somewhat. But he'll—he's not afraid to make an exception, um, unlike Ted, who was very rigid when it came to that kind of thing. Um, not that he didn't ever make an exception, but more so than not, he would fall in line with his parameters. Whereas Brian seems to not be as quite as beholden to them, though still following them as guideline, no doubt. John, thanks for the super chat. We all want to know if you ran the 40 or not uh no nobody wants that ever nags drank a 40 yes exactly there you go i found a video on chester markle what a sad story yeah ultimately it's a sad story i will say though uh scoring that touchdown while high on cocaine